seated. Those of you that couldn't see it, we had a uh, liturgical dance performance during that. It was wonderful. All the grins up here. Thank you, Jamie. Today we hear for the fourth Sunday in a row, Jesus talking about bread. Four Sundays ago, you heard the story of the feeding of the 5,000, how Jesus took a few fish and a few loaves, asked God's blessing on it, broke it, and shared it, and everybody ate to their heart's delight, and they gathered up scraps so that nothing would go to waste. Then three Sundays ago, you heard how Jesus got in a boat and went over to the other side of the lake and all the crowd got up and followed him. And he said to them, you're following me because I fed you yesterday and you want me to feed you again today. But really what I offer you is the bread of life. Then last week, Jesus started to explain to them what this bread of life was, and today he continues it by saying, the bread that I give you is my flesh, for my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will live forever. And of course we understand that is what we do each Sunday when we break bread and share the bread and the cup in the service of the Holy Eucharist. But we're not done. Next week we have the final, the final reading from John's Gospel in this chapter in which people take offense at what Jesus says about the bread being his flesh and the wine being his blood and people leave and he turns to the disciples and says, do you want to leave me too? And Peter, bless him, says, to whom else would we go? We know that you give us the truth. I love this part. I, I love every three years when this series of Gospels comes up because it's just so rich to be able to talk about what it is that Jesus gives us. Jesus offers us that which meets our deepest hungers. I mean, you know, I love to eat. I'm a foodie. And I love to sit at the end of a good meal, like last night's shrimp boil, kind of loosen my belt a notch and pat my belly and go, oh, that was good. And that was good last night. And you may notice that Jesus often teaches in the context of a shared meal. And Jesus often performs healings or sets people free from sin in the context of a shared meal. And you'll notice that Jesus often uses descriptions of meals as ways to describe to people what the kingdom, the reign of God, is like. Jesus is saying 
To be with God is to have all your hungers met. That deep yearning that you have for something more than just bread and fish or shrimp and potatoes and corn <laughs> not to mention the uh, pralines for dessert it was wonderful Carol <laughs> Jesus says I offer you that which meets your deepest longing and I understand that I am in the terminology of the church growth movement. I'm what they would call a seeker. I wasn't raised in the church. I think most of you know that. And I looked. I looked for many years for something that would meet that deep need that I had to feel like I was part of something bigger that I was somehow plugged into the source of truth and that my life and my actions could make a difference in the world. And it wasn't until I met Jesus that I found that. So I understand what Jesus is talking about when he says, in me your deepest hunger will be satisfied. And we should celebrate that. We should celebrate that in our relationship with God through Jesus, we find that connection and that fulfillment of our yearnings and that we find community and that we find a reason to live and move and have our being. But Jesus didn't only care about that bread of life. Jesus also cared deeply about our daily bread. Remember when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, the prayer said, give us today our bread for today. Jesus cared deeply about feeding people's real, honest-to-goodness, empty gut hunger just like he cared about meeting their deepest needs. And I think that one of the things that can happen to a church that can be dangerous for it is if it forgets about meeting the needs of the day and pats itself on the back. We're such a spiritual community. People come and they find their place in God's kingdom and it's wonderful. Well, yes it is. But that doesn't change the fact that there are hungry people outside the door. And then there are the churches that get so involved in feeding people's physical hunger that they lose that connection to God. And it all becomes about the doing and not the being. And that's another falling short. What Jesus wants from us is to tend both to the daily needs of those around us and to find in him that which satisfies our deepest hunger and then offer that to others as well. Now, 
I, uh, at 8.45 this morning, we celebrated the 20th anniversary of the community suppers. It was 20 years ago this coming Wednesday that the very first community supper was served to about 20 people. And Debbie Hall shared some numbers with the, the congregation. 6,500 pounds of meatloaf made and served over 20 years. 15,000 pounds of chicken. That was a thousand gallons of uh, taco soup. Those were interesting. And then the last number was 100,500 meals served over 20 years. And that was the number that took my breath away. This community, over 20 years in its own quiet way, has fed 100,000 meals to people in our community. And that's a remarkable, remarkable achievement. Now I want to tell you a story. I had a neighbor when we lived in Pinole, when we first moved back from Hawaii to the mainland. We were living in Pinole, and across the street from me was a family. The, the father the, the, was Jose, and Jose was a contractor. And Jose and I got to know each other across the street, and his son house sat for us. And then when we moved up to Rodeo in 2008, we had Jose come and do some work at our place. And Jose and I got to chat a lot. And Jose had come to the United States in the 1980s, and he had worked at a variety of jobs. He worked planting trees for the Forest Service in Oregon. He worked construction. He finally started his own construction company. He met his wife here in California, and they married, and they raised four children. And I asked Jose one day, I said, how's life, Jose? He said, life is good. Life is good. I eat every day. I said, really? He says, when I came to the United States, there were many days I didn't eat. I didn't have the money to buy food. So then as I made my way, I started to earn enough money. But by then I had a wife and children, so my wife and my children ate every day. But I didn't always. He says, but now, now I eat every day. Life is good. And when he said that, I realized that I've never really been hungry in my life because I didn't have the resources, or my mom didn't have the resources to feed us. And that need is something that we need to always remember. I don't know how many of you have been to a Wednesday evening community dinner, but if you haven't, you've missed a really joyful occasion. Now, I know what you're thinking. These are people who are down on their luck, most of them. They don't have a lot of money. They're going to come in. It's going to be a really glum thing. That is, nothing could be further from the truth. It is a joyous occasion. People greet one another with handshakes and hugs. There's joke telling. There's laughter. You see, 
groups of people sitting at tables sharing conversations as well as food, the community supper people mingle with the community and they sit down and eat a meal together with folks and it's wonderful and you know not everybody who's there is only hungry for food the very first time I sat there for a community meal I sat with two elderly well I used to think I would be elderly when I was this age but these, these were women in their 80s and they came from Vallejo and they were dressed like they were going out to a fancy restaurant in San Francisco. Hair done perfectly, makeup, jewelry, their nice dresses. And they sat down and I was chatting with them and they said, they said to me, is this your first time here? I said, yeah. He said, hey, isn't this wonderful? I said, this is great. She says, this is our weekly social event. <laughs> we live in a senior apartment. There's a bunch of old people there. <laughs> and we come because we get to go out to a meal. This is the highlight of our week. See, they're not only feeding people's tummies, they're feeding their spirits. And that's what Jesus wants for us. So if you haven't ever been, find an opportunity. There's always enough food. In fact, they usually send people home with enough for another meal. And there's great companionship. And if you ever want to feel God's presence, that's a great place to do it. So, in a few minutes, we're going to break the bread and share the cup. We're going to be spiritually nurtured. And then we're going to disperse. And my hope for us is, is when we leave here fed by God, that we will remember that it's our call, our privilege, to extend that feeding to others. The food that satisfies our physical hunger, but also the food that satisfies our deep yearning for connection. You do it so well. Don't stop. Don't get weary. Be energized by God. And then go out and share God's goodness because God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Oh, come on. You haven't forgotten. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen.